Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of The New Man. You're about to hear the audio taken from a video that I created, and it'll make a lot more sense if you can see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. Today, we're going to talk about why certain people, men and women, are able to do amazing things in their lives while most will not. And in case you don't know who I am, I'm Trip Lanier. For over 12 years, I've spent thousands of hours coaching folks to get out of the rat race, become an authority in their field, and make a great living doing the work they were put on this earth to do. And for more than a decade, I've hosted the New Man Podcast, which has been downloaded millions of times and can be found on iTunes or Stitcher. And for what I'm about to say, hey, keep whatever works for you, discard the rest. As someone who has coached a lot of people, I've heard lots of excuses for why we fall short on the things we say we want to create. This could show up in our businesses. It can show up in our family. It could show up in our marriage. It doesn't matter. Most folks will blame a lack of resources or a lack of knowledge, as in, we didn't have the right funding. We didn't have enough time. We didn't have the right marketing. We didn't have the right personnel. That all sounds good, and it may even be partially true. It's easy to claim that we failed because we didn't have enough time or money or specific knowledge, but then we've got to take a look at why others were able to make it happen even though they didn't have the resources or knowledge too. This is because the real reason why we fail, while we, while we fail, while we fall short is because of what's happening between our ears. Let's talk about commitment. I'm always intrigued to hear people say they're willing to do whatever it takes to make something happen because it's so rarely true. It's rare to find true commitment in that way. I believe what's more true is that we're willing to do whatever it takes with some conditions. And these conditions are usually unspoken. They're in our subconscious. They're, we're not aware of them. But these conditions reveal what we're truly committed to. For example, somebody may say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. But what's more true is that they're saying, I'm willing to do whatever it takes as long as I don't have to be uncomfortable I don't have to give up something I enjoy. I don't look bad. I don't risk losing money. I don't risk losing status. I don't have to be alone. I don't upset anybody. I don't look like a jerk. As you can imagine, the list can just go on and on and on here. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that we need to become bloodthirsty tyrants in order to create the life and the business that we want. I'm saying 
that many times we're unaware of what Robert Keegan calls our competing commitment. If we don't own these unspoken conditions, these unspoken commitments, then they're always going to have power over us. We'll remain unaware of why we're sabotaging ourselves. But by bringing this competing commitment into view out in the open, we can begin to challenge the fears and the assumptions that keep us from making progress. Here's just a, a few examples from some of the guys that I've worked with. There was one guy who said he wanted to build his business, but if, deep down, he was afraid of being uncool. He was so fearful of being uncool that he was unwilling to take any action that may remotely have him look bad. Guess what that does to the potential of your business when you're unwilling to take risks? So in his world, he was willing to do whatever it, it took unless it made him look uncool. Another guy said he wanted help building his business, but he never seemed to accept any help. We found out that deep down, he was more committed to being the smartest guy in the room, the guy who had all the answers, the guy that didn't need help. And just imagine how limiting it is to build a business while also defending this idea that you don't need help from anybody. So in his world, he was willing to do whatever it took unless it challenged his identity that he was the smartest guy in the room. This is what I meant when I said that the thing holding us back is most likely between our ears. It's not about resources or information. It's about unspoken fears. It's our small selves. Many times, it's related to our self-image. And it's just a natural part of being human. It's just part of our wiring. But when we're unconscious of this stuff, we stay stuck in a defensive position. Instead of playing for what we want, instead of creating what we want, we're playing not to lose. So consider the idea that when it comes to this self-image stuff, wherever we defend is where we lose power. Wherever we defend is where we lose power. And as I've said before, life's a lot more fun when you get over yourself. Easier said than done. A good coach or some kind of support is going to help you identify your competing commitments, and then you can begin to challenge them. You can ask yourself, is it really necessary for me to always look cool? Would it be the end of the world if I wasn't? Is it really necessary for me to be the smartest guy in the room? Is it really true that I would be a selfish jerk if I spoke up for what I really wanted? Is it really true the sky would fall if there was a conflict or I took this risk? Is it really true that I wouldn't be okay if something didn't go as planned? This is like having that, that, that young child that's convinced there's a monster under the bed and you go and you grab a flashlight and you go looking for it. Most of the time when we get under there, there's no monster or we find that we're far bigger than the thing we fear. Having this awareness keeps us from making excuses. It keeps us from playing the victim. It pulls us out of our defensive position and has us play for what we truly want. I hope this has been helpful for you. Here's to all of us living with greater freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. Thanks for watching. If you want to take full advantage of all that The New Man has to offer, be sure to visit thenewmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, align your profession with what you truly care about, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at thenewmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.